guys. Welcome to the Player 5 Podcast. Uh, my name is Rickard, and with me as always is Austin. How you doing, hey, man? I'm doing marvelous, man. How you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Uh, we're actually in person again. It's been a little, been a couple weeks. Um, I missed it. But we brought it back for you guys. We brought it back. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so before before we get into a few of our quick topics that we have this week, it, it's it's been pretty light on the news this week, as much as we have a few little things uh, so we're going to jump into these discussion topics that we like to get into. I think both of us prefer that anyway. So, um, but before we do that, uh, I want to make sure you guys know that you can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google play music. Uh, we're also on Instagram at player five underscore podcast and Twitter uh, at player five pod. And, uh, Oh, also hub city com city spell with an S shout out to Nick. Um, shout out. Shout out, yeah, and um, I think that's it. Um, definitely, we, we lose track at this this right. point. Last um, week, I couldn't even re- remember three of them. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, rate and review the show. Obviously, we really appreciate that. If you do that, yes. it helps other people find the show. So um, yeah. With that said, Austin, why don't you uh, go ahead and get us started? Yeah, we have a. Let's. We're gonna go ahead into our quick mentions. We have a, a couple of few tidbits for you. The first one. This is kind of a big one, Renan. Sean Layden is uh, leaving Sony. And if you don't know who he is, he's kind of what Reggie was to Nintendo. Right. Um, and Or who now Doug Bowser is. And Atsushi Mor- uh, Morita, I hope I said that right, president of Sony Japan Asia, is also retiring. But what's weird about this, Renan, is that Sony is really well known for having press conferences and such like that when someone is retiring and they already give the scoops up to IGM Kotaku and all that. So when someone retires, like all that news kind of drops at once. Sony makes an announcement, IGN Kotaku, they follow up all that. And they had one for, um, Atsushi Morita, you know, Mm -hmm. at a relatively proper time when they didn't, he said, you know, he made a statement says, you know, it's age, you know, I'm not going to be here for the next cycle of, or generation, of what's next but sean Layden just left yeah there was no press conference there was he didn't no retire either technically right he just left i mean i guess you you call that retiring but he retired from sony but they it was like at 11 20 p.m ish there's just a tweet from sony that says uh we're sad to announce that sean wow. Layden is has stepped down we appreciate all of his work throughout wow, the years that's that's pretty intense. Yeah, we we haven't heard anything from him. We don't know what happened. Uh, he got poached. Maybe. But, I mean that that's my that's my theory. I mean the fact that he's leaving, and I mean I don't know much about him, but I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he's like still like pretty young, right? I mean, yeah, he's he's you know he's he's a young. yeah. I think he's got a little <laughs> bit of salt and pepper going on, but yeah. I'm not judging. We all do. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. I uh, wish that. Uh, we would have got maybe official goodbye. I'm not huge into Sony. Like I don't have a, uh, Philly, like I don't have great feelings towards Sony and their people as much as I do for like Nintendo and others. So it didn't affect me, but if I was someone that was a fan of Sean Lane, I'd be kind of bummed, but it sounds yeah. like he's doing, he's, you know, going to go do something else. That's what it sounds like. Just well, if he fa- shows up for Google stadia. I wouldn't surprise me at all, actually. Or like Apple Arcade. That would be so Oh, God. Let's, yeah. <laughs> no, please. Um, Mario Maker 2, they finally got their update for uh, Friends. Co-op yeah. versus mode, right? 
Yeah. Or not. It's co-op online. Yeah. Because they already had co-op in person. No, they did not have co-op in person. Well, okay. They well, have, they did, but you had to have different switches. Like, you couldn't go on right. one TV and, and whatnot. So. Right. So, now it's co-op that you can group you up can with like, people. Yeah, you can, like, party online. up and go do all the online That sounds stuff. like shenanigans. And you know what's hilarious <laughs> is this update came out yesterday, and I was originally going to come on this podcast. Like, I had this plan out, like, three days ago where I was like, You're I'm going to fuss about the update not coming out because it's just kind of kind of quietly. But. Yeah. They, you saved yourselves, Nintendo. The energy was there. Yeah. Uh, Alpha Dream is shutting down due to bankruptcy. If you don't know who Alpha Dream is, they are the studio that makes the Mario and Luigi RPGs. So Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Bowser's Inside Story, all that such. That's sad to me. Yeah. No, that is sad. Because... I didn't get into those games as much as you did, but that is sad. Yeah. No, I mean, they were very well-respected games. I mean, people right. love them. Superstar Saga is considered one of the better, you know, Mario RPGs out there. And Didn't they just port that to the Switch as well? They... No, they did 3DS. 3DS, they did some stuff with 3DS. But since you brought up the Switch, a lot of people are upset because we thought we were going to get one of these for the Switch. Because uh, okay. now that Nintendo's not really doing a, you know, full-on handheld, right. you know, that the Switch is hybrid, that Pokemon came over, that, hey, maybe we'll get a, a full-blown Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Doesn't seem like that's happening unless they um, contract someone else for it. But sad, sad. They just real quick. They didn't have anything to do with Paper Mario, did they? For some reason, that I also... don't know. I don't think so. No. Okay. I think that's Paper good. Mario was handled in solely sourced. Nintendo. Yeah. Like first party. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Maybe. Um, for some reason, in my mind, that's what it was. But maybe Hudson had. I don't know. Or I don't know. Whoever did Mario Party Four, you know that little. Yeah, yeah, the B. The bee one or yeah, the like yeah. little dog around the eggs things. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not Hudson. Did. That's Howl Laboratories. Yeah, but both of them. But Hudson I, had the bee. I, yeah, but I think it was one of those two. That's what I'm saying. It's one of those H ones. It might have okay, been. Okay, that had something to do with. I believe Paper so. Mario. But I can okay. be totally wrong. It doesn't, so don't it doesn't don't really quote me matter, on that. Hopefully. Uh, Untitled Goose Game beat out Link's Awakening on the eShop. For this week? Or for just recently? I, I don't know about overall sales, but when you think about how long like Mario Odyssey stayed at number one or Breath of the Wild stayed That's at true. number one That's true. or and not that Link's Awakening Mario is Kart on the time. same like level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Mario Kart's still up there. Yeah, uh, Mario Kart's rid- it's ridiculous, dude. You would still not think that Untitled Goose Game would beat it out. No, so that's soon. impressive. It's gotten I think it's found its legs on Twitch. It's just funny to watch people yeah, play. Yeah, no, it is it's blowing up like wildfire. Also, I think I want to say my other theory for that is Link's Awakening's too expensive, man. I mean, as much as I understand that it's not just like a remake that has a little bit better skin, like it's actually, it's been overhauled for sure. Yeah. It's still a lot of money for a remake. I will also want to point out that I don't believe Untitled Goose Game has a physical edition on the Switch, whereas Link's Awakening does. does have cartridges and most people from that era that would have played Link's Awakening would probably care more for physical sales okay so, so it didn't beat it out overall like I know that for a fact gotcha but on the eShop it's beating it out that, so makes that, sense. that was that was an interesting one so shout out to Untitled Goose Game uh the Nintendo Switch Lite is already updating the lights because the lawsuit is getting worse because of just Joy-Con issues and updating the hardware the Joy-Cons are so bad and they're so expensive I know. They're they're and they they're can't not, detach on the light. They're not bad because typically at least people like me 
don't use the Joy-Con that much because you have a Pro Controller or you have a GameCube controller if you play Smash. So they're only when you play on the go. So I don't know. They don't. It doesn't bother me that much, but you know, I do have a Joy-Con that's drifting, and that kind of sucks. I'm playing with it right now. Fortunately, um, my two Joy-Con left Joy-Cons have seemed to do okay, but right. But as you we talked about this before the show, and as you pointed out, is that the Nintendo Switch Lite can't detach their Joy Cons, so that's a whole hardware replacement, or or like you send it in and it gets fixed. Yeah, the or, fact that they're already updating the model of the Switch right. Lite, and it's been out for what a week? Not long at all. Yeah, yeah. It was like in tandem with Link's Awakening, like kind of around that launch time. Yeah, so, so like almost a week, <laughs> right? A week and a half. Yeah, it's pretty bad, especially when the Switch. You, I mean, Nintendo's known about the Joy Con issues for. Over two years Ever, now, it's forever, like yeah. it's like you should have had that fixed. So. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Super Monkey Ball, which was our theme song for the week. Can I can I just stop just for a second? It's kind of sorry. It's just kind of funny that Nintendo does stuff, and we like, yeah, that sucks. Oh well, it's Nintendo. But like when other people do things, like we berate them, you know, because it's <laughs> like we've just realized that Nintendo doesn't care. They it, <laughs> it sucks. It sucks because it's like they they print money with all these remakes of games and they get away with it and they don't ever have if at happens, the same time at the same time we yeah. berate game developers for not having giving out finished products we religiously always praise nintendo for always having just well done games that's true they come out it's well, just kind of funny a pattern i've noticed we, we've done this podcast. well it's it's we it's worth berating now because the light and like i said they've known it for two years but the joy con when you look at it is a, a very advanced piece of technology it for is. A controller and so like up front you can understand that and the Paying fact that they have a way to yeah. fix it and they send them out back mostly fixed but it's like if you've done this you would feel like whatever you did to the new right. light would work right i don't know uh, it's whatever. It's, Just, it's not. Let's talk about Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, Super Monkey Ball. The theme song that we had, the devs put a poll on Twitter. Now we know we. I think we had a quick mention a few weeks back that they said that they were interested in making a Super yeah, Monkey Ball game. They put four choices up on this poll on Twitter that said, "Would you prefer a remake, number one and two, a 3DS remake, and something else like the mobile game ones, whatever?" No one cared about it. Forty. 2% Renan gave it to the Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2 remake. Only 49 went to the brand new one. That's telling to me in a way. Like even still the new one won. It's like Yeah. That was still a pretty close difference yeah. between 1 and 2. Well, it shows how not wanted a mobile version is of the other options are like less well, than true. less than what But not uh, a 7%. But half the people would just rather re- like cuz you know we had this whole discussion the other week where we were talking about our remakes actually as wanted as they are. And right. 42% of the people just said they would prefer a one and two remake yeah, yeah. over a brand new super monkey ball. But see, in my, when I see that, I don't see it as like the, like a updated version or like a port to, to the new console. I see it as like, they yeah, want to overhaul. New, they want to overhaul what they do with crash bandicoot. Right. Yeah. And like, uh, and that's kind of its own new thing. So I can understand it for sure. Especially whenever, it seems like there's been some quality ones to come out. Like I just, I just referenced Link's Awakening as a problem as being too expensive, but it looked incredible. Like it looks so polished and like gorgeous, you know? Right. So if they were to release monkey ball and, you know, put that kind of time and energy into it, I could see it being awesome. And, you know, it's kind of one and two are kind of the exact same game. 
you know they they don't really change that drastically you got new characters and but the mechanics the same yeah but i feel like with, unless you unless you made it a deluxe like i would be fine with a one and two deluxe like you do a mario kart 8 you added you know double items you added a few Link. racetracks and Inklings. such yeah, if if like you went into Super Monkey Ball and you made a one and two remake put into one with all their little mini games, but you added like one or two mini games here. Yeah, you added a few more racetrack. The target you added a different mode. You know, on the on the single player yeah. type stuff. Yeah, I then yes, I can I can I can uh, subscribe to that. But I don't know. I I think I prefer a, re, uh, a whole new one. I agree. Just to me, because I feel yeah, like I prefer that. Too. It's been a, it's been a long enough time where I feel like y'all y'all should have some fresh ideas. I mean, so. they're cool, but their their ideas should drastically change. I don't want to just reprint mechanics we've already played with. True, and I like how they asked. And, yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's very interesting results. I will say that. Uh, Microsoft showcased some more of Flight Simulator and Rindon. Yeah. The only things that they modeled in this game were the airplanes. The okay. entire world is computed through satellite and Microsoft Cloud. Oh, cool. They did not touch the world. So when you saw that video yeah. with them playing, they didn't do anything with the world. Wow. As in it is accurate. You can fly over your own house. Dang. That's impressive. That is. Yeah. And it's going to be too detailed. Your house is, wow. which is scary also, but it's going to be hard to run. <laughs> I'm just thinking about from a PC. But that's point what you, what that's, it, it doesn't run off your PC power. It runs literally off of satellite and cloud. Oh, so it's like streamed kind of. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. On PC I'd and, like to see and how that working on Xbox. Work. Um, that's awesome. From what they said, cause like we, what this was, was they invited a, a lot of people to see a showcase and a lot of it was behind closed doors and we don't, we didn't get to see a whole lot of it, but from the reviews that came out from actual pilots and people who messed with Microsoft flight simulator X to know tomorrow on modding it and such, everyone said that it was impressive. Oh yeah. And that this is what a flight sim community has always wanted. And that's that's good because the initial response after the first trailer was was a lot of the flight sim community was upset because they thought it was going to be an Xbox game made for the controller. Okay, this has put a lot of them to, at ease because they're saying, well, it was shown on a on a E three, you know, to a console type of Xbox thing, but this stage, is made yeah. for the PC that will be ported over to the Xbox. And it'll have the uh, controls. You can work with a whole lot of controls. Yeah, I okay. can use my flight simulator controls that I have. Nice. You can use joystick. Mouse, keyboard, controller, whatever you want. I know, I know that probably a lot of people that listen maybe not care too much about it, but there's some people out there like you that is like really into yeah. flight simulators because you're, I mean, you're a pilot. So. But I think also the technology that's put into this game is, is impressive. Is, real, is, is worth mentioning yeah, because that's for sure. That's you've this never been done. Well, I mean, if it's like if it's anything close to like what I and I know this is a small version, but what you can imagine like Google uh, Earth is like when it yeah. runs, you can see like. the the Eiffel Tower and stuff, and it's like right there, 3D modeled. If they do something that detailed, and that's what I'm saying is, yeah. think about it, if you've never been to Dubai and you want to go to Dubai, you can literally go on this game, and it will model whatever Dubai is at Looks that like, yeah. current time or whatever the last update of whenever the people with their car cameras go around and gotcha. Gone, that's on your that's really stuff. cool. That's, yeah, I'm I'm into that. That's impressive. Sure. But with that said. We actually have topics and in, in some fun debates and conversations to get into, Rendon. Are you ready ready to dive in? I am ready, sir. Let's do this. So we wanted to take a fun one. And 
I heard this someone having this conversation the other day, Renan, and I thought it would be a really good one. And that's if, if you forget the commercial success of console sales and really think about it, which would have been the better console in hindsight? The Xbox One or the Wii U? Okay. This is a this is a juicy one. Um Yeah, no, I uh I struggle with this because they both obviously have their merits, but out the gate, I'll look at this and I know you're going to be the contrarian and probably disagree with me, but, uh, as always, uh, um, Xbox looks like the clear winner here to me personally, mm-hmm. the Wii U first off the biggest argument against it from the beginning is that there are hundreds of hundreds of people out there that don't even know that the Wii U is not a whole new console from the Wii. Everybody just assumes it's a Wii. Okay. There are a bunch of people that didn't even know it was a different console. I mean, that in and of itself shows that it's not even worthy of like being compared to something like the Xbox, the first Xbox. Mm-hmm. And the first Xbox kind of pioneered this era bringing first-person shooters to consoles. Now, before that, we had GoldenEye on 64, but that was really the only other one. And we had Doom on PC. But like mainstream consoles, I think that, you know, we got Halo 1, Halo Combat Evolved. We got Halo 2 was actually on Xbox as well. It was um, other games like, uh, I believe the uh, first uh, Call of Duty was on the original Xbox. And we also got uh, controllers that people like the controller for the Xbox is the Duke. They call it the Duke, the big chunky controllers, iconic. I know Yeah. typically most people don't like it, but it's one of those things where it's like, there's a niche community out there. That's like, that's the best control that was ever made. Right. Um, so there, that's kind of like most, most of like the big stuff, but you know, the Wii U had, it's obviously had it great things about it. Like it had a smash game for it. I mean, there's some titles on the Wii U that, were impressive like Mario Maker you know I didn't get the Mario Maker till just now uh in in recent times and like you know that was a really cool game on the Wii U that I didn't I wasn't part of but I, I just feel like if you look back at the catalog of Xbox games there's so many more iconic ones that started a lot of stuff like it was the beginning of what the 360 ended up becoming which 360 was like I mean it's an incredible console so okay. I mean that's kind of how I feel about it at first what, what are you thinking well, a lot of your argument is the Xbox One is better because of its predecessors gave it the success that it has, it, which is well exactly not kind of exactly. But I know what you're saying. Well, you know, uh, you know that's why I was kind of saying. Well, if we for, for, forget the commercial success of of the console sales, let's put let's put it this way. I when I thought about this, I thought it was Wii U by a clear shot. Really, I don't. I don't even. I don't think it compares. And I think that because Disagree. of marketing is the reason why we have the results that we have because you're right. A lot of people didn't realize what the Wii U was right. and they, so they didn't realize the golden this that it brought. Whereas the Xbox one definitely got a hot start because the Xbox 360 is arguably one of the greatest consoles to exist. But you mentioned Smash. Yeah. Smash 4. You even mentioned Mario Maker, which <laughs> got a great sequel to it. Okay. <laughs> so what about Splatoon? It got Splatoon, yeah. and it was well enough to do a sequel. It got Mario Kart 8, 
before Deluxe on the Wii U or on the Switch, and you look at how great Mario Kart 8 is selling on the Switch three years in, technically the Wii U had pretty much the same game. Yeah. So what about um, <laughs> Pokemon Tournament? One that's still selling really well on the Switch that they ported over from the Wii U. What about Pikmin 3? Pikmin 3 did a great job. They, Wii U exclusively had Bayonetta 2. Yeah, that's true. It also um, <laughs> it also exclusively had the wonderful 101. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized something. did really I well. I just realized something. What? And I'm going to chalk it up to this is Microsoft's fault. Okay. okay? I thought we were arguing the original Xbox versus the Wii U, not the Xbox One. Because you have <laughs> the number one when you wrote it on the dot. <laughs> that's why I was talking about the original Halo and I, that's Halo why I was 2, like, And you said this predecessor. I was like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> like, I, that was, okay, this is, uh, <laughs> all right, I have to readjust, I guess. I don't know. Well, you can tell me based on my argument if you agree <laughs> with me or not at this point. I still don't agree with you, I don't think. I, I, I Okay, all right. I'm not done with my exclusive okay, list. Okay, go, go ahead and finish your argument. Because but it had a lot. I'm going to adjust. It sounds Fox. like a really unprofessional, but it's not like we <laughs> claim to be professional podcasters. So, um, yeah, not now yet. now I'm like now I'm like getting more ammo. All right, go, hit me with more. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to count Star Fox Zero because... That, was, that wasn't even... I don't even know anything about it because it sucks so bad. Yeah, we try not to think about it. Yeah. Um... Pikmin 3, I don't like that argument, to be fair. I'll let you finish. I just, Pikmin 3 was not huge to, by any means, in my opinion. I mean. But their community is very loyal to it. Right. But I think 1 and 2 are wildly more successful than 3 was. But anyways. Well, again, because the Wii U, like, just did a horrible job of, uh of just marketing itself so it's like right. you look at you you know that's why i mentioned like mario kart 8 you look at what the deluxe version has done on the switch and you know what it did on the wii u is nothing in comparison but that didn't mean that it was a bad game it was just marketed wrong and that's what i'm saying like if you really take into account what games the wii u had to offer compared right. to the xbox one when you especially talking about exclusives because you can name a lot of things that the playstation got as well so it doesn't count I think it's better because, again, you also had New Super Mario Bros. U. You had New Super Mario 3D World. You had New Super Mario Luigi U. Or New Super Luigi U. Yeah. Um, did we get Animal Crossing on that console? I don't believe you did. You also got Hyrule Warriors. You also got uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. And you had the remakes of uh, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker go over to it. Are the two best games. They did have an Animal Crossing on it. I'm sorry. Okay. I lied. Uh, and Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, which got a remake on the Switch and does super well still. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, yes, yeah, which does very well. That was a that was a fun game. Yeah, so I mean, I get. I it. just listed a whole lot of exclusives that they have, and we've talked a lot about Xbox and and one in their exclusive right. and how lackluster it is. If you're talking exclusives, I could definitely see that. Um, Halo Five was garbage. Um, that sucks. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so like I said, so as far as like exclusives go, it's definitely doesn't have, you know, it, it doesn't have what you, the Wii U has when it comes to first party support. So 
in that case, I think definitely it's a clear winner. But, I mean, there's a lot of things Xbox One has just as a console itself that the Wii U and pretty much anything Nintendo has never given us. Where, like, the Xbox One, you know, they called it the one because it was supposed to be the one entertainment center that you needed. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it does have support for, like, the HDMI audio, you know, so, like, you can hook it up and it could be, like, a basically a media center and a and a game console all in one. And, you know, it, it definitely has this stuff that there was, um, there was a few games that came out early on, like, you know, highlights that weren't first party, but like Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, the Witcher three came out on Xbox one. And like, there's some good era for, for that console for sure. Um, we're kind of getting here at the end of the, of the, this era for sure. But, um, you know, if we were comparing the Wii U and the Xbox One X, then, you know, obviously it would, the Wii U would like blow out the water, but the Xbox One's been around for a while now. And it's, I mean, it's kind of old at this point. And it's, I feel like it's held its own for a long time. Um, Based off the success of the 360, though. Well, because a lot I mean, of people bought it and were like, all right, well, we might as well stick with it. And because they well, thought they were sticking for good Halo games and it just well, kind of didn't. I don't think out. that's the reason a lot of people bought Xboxes. I think a lot of people who bought PlayStations didn't buy it just because they had Nathan Drake. That was before Last of Us and they had before Sony had really good exclusives. Um, but people bought Xbox and PlayStation to play like the newest Call of Duty and stuff like that on it. I think more at the time and like the new fighting games, like Mortal Kombat, uh, 10, not the newest one, the one before it, that was a big hit mm-hmm. when it first came out. I actually got that one with my console and you can't forget Master Chief collection. I mean, as much as we say Halo five sucks, like that came out and that was incredible. And they added reach finally. It's not on PC yet, but I don't know. Xbox one, it's a solid console. It's no 360. It's no Wii. It's no GameCube. It's no Switch. Like, there's obviously clear winners of consoles outside of its realm, but it's not in, like, the, my opinion, it's not, like, in, like, the real low tier, like, uh, what I consider the Wii U to be. So, I think I'm, I think I'm more leaning on the side of Xbox One. So, the Wii U was just, it was kind of, I mean, and I, I'm not, and I am taking the commercial success out of it. I'm, I'm not yeah. being biased towards it. Like, I really am, but, the Wii U in and of itself was basically just a Wii with higher resolution support and it got a cool controller, but you know, it still connected Wii modes to it, which I could, which you could say is a plus, but it wasn't transitionally a new generation. I told you whenever the Wii U came out that I would get the next Nintendo console when they released a new Zelda game on it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I never got one because all they did was do remakes on it. And then they, they released new Zelda games on the 3ds. So I totally skipped that entire generation. And I'm a huge Nintendo fan simply because they were doing remakes and other stuff, but there are good things that came out of it. I'll give that to you like Mario maker and stuff. So, yeah. So, so you're saying based on the lineups, of exclusive games. And I'm not saying Xbox one didn't have it. I mean, they have, you know, gears of war, I believe is an exclusive to them at the time. Sunset overdrive was one for them. Yeah. Gears of war at the time. Ori was one in which Ori, I believe was in their top five selling games. Ori and the blind force. Yeah. At the time cuphead was an exclusive for them. It was Okay. Look at all these at the times. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, well, Nintendo doesn't share with anybody and we've always known that the Xbox actually, well, like they'll have exclusives, but then they eventually give them up. Like I know what you're saying, but well, since that overdrive really, just got bought away from them, <laughs> that's true. That's true, but it's not as big of a plus in Nintendo side, just because Nintendo's always been like that. So it's not an expectation we have. Whereas you can make the argument that it is a positive that 
Xbox loses those exclusives because they're willing to share these games with other consoles so more people can play. They also adopted crossplay really early, I will say, at Xbox. Like, Xbox and Steam was like the first crossplay for um, Rocket League. And, um, you know, they they were early adopters in some, some scenarios, but, you know, they had some failures. Like, the Xbox One X, I would say, is a failure because they say, oh, 4K at 60 FPS, and that's like, so yeah, not true, true at all and it never has been and it's been like a year since this came out so yeah um i'm just looking forward to the next gen xbox because i mean as far as like xbox goes this is a lower on the lower end but i don't think it's as bad as the wii u personally i never owned a wii u so true i, I don't know i think I, it's a valid argument but i would just say that i think that when you at least take it back because i'm sure there's different opinions on that and so i'm not going to fight whose opinion is right i just think that it's interesting that when you kind of look back at it that for how abysmal of a failure the wii u technically was when you actually think about its exclusive lineup and compare it to the xbox one it's impressive it's it's better if you just take exclusives. In. Yeah. Now, obviously, the Xbox. If you have an Xbox One, you still get the Call of Duties and such like that. Yeah. So in that regard, like if you take an overall sense, then yes, it, it is better. But I do think it's interesting that you can take something as abysmal as the Wii U and yeah. still be Ex- like, in hindsight, twenty twenty, be like, it might have been better. Right. Exclusive. And when it comes to exclusives, it's it is a clear winner. But I think overall. And that's just my that's my opinion. That's my subjective. You know, it's all subjective. I think that you owned a Wii U. You also spend a little more time with it, so you maybe have a little more knowledge and also bias towards it. So, hey, maybe. So, Sony recently filed a new patent for an in-game. AI voice assistant. Um, for example, you can ask the AI to like find the nearest health pack and it will ping a health pack in the game. So they showed some pictures off uh, alongside this patent and it had like some examples of AI being used in Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, it's definitely interesting technology that we haven't seen before. Um, Austin, do you like this or do you think it'll be successful? I love it. I love the idea personally. And I love it because it's not something that's going to be forced or you have to use. I think one of the things that Sony has done super well, especially in, in the in the you know PS4 generation, has been keeping really good games, not dumbing down a lot of games in the sense of like, you know, they just didn't put out... Like Nintendo, you know, they throw out their Mario Parties and Mario Karts, and those are all great fun. Sony's not really known for doing that. That's true. But you think about the success that they're having. They're having great success. And they share the same sentiment as Xbox and Nintendo has, which is let's reach as many people as possible and give them an experience. And I think this is a great idea to to get maybe people who aren't, you know, just a little under casual gamers and, and yeah. beyond to play something like Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a daunting game. Or yeah. Skyrim if it works for that. Or, right, or whatever right. you, you know you're playing. And, you know, since it's not forced, I think it's I think it's really good. I also saw a thing where it could possibly be like, you know, you're, you're wandering around. You haven't figured out where you go. You know, hey, Sony, show me where I'm, you know, the next spot I'm supposed to go. And they'll like ping like the direction you're supposed to go. Right, right. And, you know, I think even for hardcore gamers, I think that 
you know, every once in a while, I think that can come in real good handy if you're a little bit confused or something like that, and yeah. it can keep the game moving instead of using a lot of frustration, and can help you Looking out in a bind spot, you know, because it's it's saying like, hey, find the nearest health pack. Like, I I think you know if you had that perk in a video game, like right. if your character had it, you would use it, right? I don't right. think you're cheating yeah. or or less of a gamer if you if you don't use it. So a gamer, what? Well, <laughs> I have seen a few comments about this where, where people are complaining like, oh, it's taking away the the integrity of the game and such like that. And I, I just completely disagree. I, I personally really love this. I think it's a great move. I, I, I can't wait to see it soon. I can't wait to see how much, like how in-depth they go with it because right. it's obviously going to have to be something that developers are going to have to work with now if they choose to, to do so. Yeah, that's I don't like think a, it's just going to universally work for every game. Yeah, you know? yeah, I don't think you can like, you know, like shoehorn that into a pre-made game already. That's like from the ground up kind of development. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. There are a few downsides I see, but overall I like it. Um, you know, the first thought I had when I read this is, remember back a few, I don't know, it was like a few months ago we had a, talked about a topic where Sony and Microsoft were teaming up Um and they were going to be sharing technologies of like, I think Microsoft from Microsoft Azure. Yeah, Microsoft Azure's streaming like a uh, you know data centers were going to be um, shared with Sony, and Sony was going to share some AI technology. And that makes me think that Microsoft is trying to get in on this. That's true. Like Sony's maybe developing this new thing, and they know about it. And this is this thing that we're talking about, this patent that we've seen. And Microsoft's like, oh, we got to get in on that fast. I mean, that, that's just the first thing I first thing I thought of because I was wondering what Sony had to offer Microsoft. Obviously, Microsoft has the infrastructure of a of the Azure data centers built yeah. all around you know the world. And Sony, if they're wanting to get in on the streaming service, Microsoft has that to offer. But like, what is Sony giving them? This might be it. And you know what? So you know, Microsoft kind of gives an example of Cortana, of course. Because Cortana has been in for a little bit and has, I would say within the last kind of two years has really been working, you know, in a very proper way. So I think on Windows 10, maybe not, but maybe on Xbox. True, true, true. (laughs) But even still, I think that this is something that will get implemented with Cortana now that you bring that up. Right. And yeah. And so I think it's like Xbox or like Microsoft has implemented this in some way like to a certain extent where you can say like, Hey, Cortana play this music. I hope people's thing go off whenever I say that. <laughs> um, but you know, I, uh, like you could say stuff like that, but they haven't implemented it in game. And so Sony maybe has this new technology they're working on. So it's definitely exciting. Um, I'll say I like it, um, as just like as a, you know, reality, but it's funny your mind and well they showed off Horizon Zero Dawn which is a single player game but your mind kind of went to like you know we could use this as you know RPG games like that that our games are kind of hard but I'm more like this is more of like a multiplayer thing in my opinion like Apex Legends find me the nearest um, you know weapon drop or like drop pod or whatever you call those things and so it's like Stuff like that, I see that being more often used. Like, I don't really, I don't really see this being used too much in a single player scenario because you can kind of explore and, yeah, if you get a frustrated, maybe use it, but here and there. But, um, I don't know. I think it's more of like Intel, like more Intel. Like you can use this. Like, say you have to pay, you know, 
ten dollars a month or something. That's ridiculous. But some some kind of fee to own this AI, uh, you know, technology, and you have it, and then you have an edge over your play. Over don't, your, don't talk about an EA game and money all in the same sentence. Because now if EA listens to this, it's gonna be like, charge wait all the a money. second. Yeah, we can do this in Apex. I'm giving them ideas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. But I would, I would be be very impressed with an implementation of something like this in a multiplayer game where, you know, the ping system in Apex people love so much. Like instead of a ping system, you could say, "Hey, look at that over there," and it like pings it for your teammates. You know, right? And I don't know stuff like that's kind of cool, and it's kind of crazy the possibilities if you think about it yeah that can and be, that can come from this and i think if you're a developer of a multiplayer game i don't know if i would share that same fear because you know part of the actual game is you know trying to find a good spot to drop and and going around and, and looking in, in resource management whereas you know if something like horizon zero dawn where you know, the way to get health for the most part is, you know, there's a whole lot of plants on the ground. They all kind of do a little different things and they all kind of blend in with each other. So, you know, sometimes I'm just strolling around looking for a health pack and not even worrying about the game. And, right. you know, I think in that sense, it's like, it'd be just nice to say, you know, hey, Sony, you know, where's the nearest hey, little Sony. health plant? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to call it hey, right Sony, now. Sony, don't fire Sean, whatever his name is. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, he what left. Did, right? Hey, Sony, what did you do to Sean Layden? Yeah, what did you do <laughs> to make him leave? I don't know. But, you know, you know, I I think it works real well for that. And I think, you, you know, maybe for multiplayer games, you know, you may say, you know, where's a health pack or something like that. And, you know, little things like that. I, I don't know if I can't. Because at the same time, if the health pack is not right next to you, you may have to go out in the open fire just to go get it. Like there's you right. just can't willy nilly go and get it. Right. That's true. So, I you know, I think it will be up to developers to to, you know, limit or expand on how well it can work. Right. But at the same time, you, depending on how successful this goes, you know, you might find a game where they could use a really interesting way to implement it. Like when you think of rhyme, you know, a lot of rhyme was using your voice as the character's voice to like make things happen. Yeah. Like what if they implemented that in more like a real life way, like a decision you know? making game and you right. just like talk to the AI and telltale they, games, you know, getting a, getting a true. voice microphone remake yeah well here's here's something i'll say it can't this technology reminds me very much of the technology that stadia showed off in their first big stadia connect where they were talking about how you can share your screen with your with your um teammates so like yeah your teammates could literally have a superimposed you know view of your screen in real time and i think this ai this new AI patent and that kind of technology where the screen sharing like that kind of stuff is like adjacent to me and like the similar like quality, like uh, quality of life things that can be added from like new technologies to games that are all going to exist. And we're going to have to kind of like, you know, trial by fire implement them. And then if it is bad, then we'll just have to, you know, like we're just going to have to see how they are used. Right. You know, and it's like AI, anything, the fact that like it in some way is like learning how you're doing, how you're doing certain things. It's, it's going to mess up. It's going to cause problems, but also it could be a net positive, you know? So it's just one of those things where it's like these technologies as they get implemented in, in games and stuff. Um, we're just going to have to like 
learn what works and what doesn't. Yeah. But on paper, this looks yeah solid. And final take is I trust Sony to not Nintendo it. Now, like I always joke around classic Sony copies Nintendo in a lot of ways. Yeah. Even last week when you, when we were talking about their state of play, you said it looks kind of like a direct ripoff of right. the directs and the way it does. But you know, for the most part, Sony makes really good decisions when it comes to things that affect their games. Nintendo most part actually, because cross play and such. Although, you know, what was it yesterday or two days ago, Sony held this huge conference where they're like, we are going to fully support cross play. No one supports cross play as much as we do. And it's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Shut you're up. trying to join the last minute. I think Nintendo needs to copy Sony a little bit on their freaking online service. Nintendo Switch online is good. Rendon. Yeah. You started quite a stir in the group chat earlier. Well, yes. I, mean, I was polling people. We were polling people in the group chats of our personal text messages. Rendon begged the question, what was the best online Halo experience? Two of us said Halo 3. He argued Halo Reach. That's not the argument we have here today, but it was an interesting yeah. thing that happened. It was a, it was a preface. I will say though, let's 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 just dig, okay. Dig all right, we'll get into it, it for a second. Let's quick dive into it. So basically, okay. I, I think most <laughs> everyone here can agree that as far as the pinnacle of funness when it comes to Halo Three online experiences, Halo Three and Halo Reach have to be up there. Um, online only online, like that. That's the whole takeaway. Is yeah, like, I online. feel like that when you hear that, you keep people want to be like, I oh, know the best Halo game is this. It's not about the game overall. It's about like online like, experience. Online experience. Yeah. yeah. Three I, and Reach are in the top. I will say this, you're, we were kind of having an argument, you were kind of saying, you know, Halo 3 was fun, but the UI was a bit clunky and whatnot, where Halo Reach had more depth. I've always, and I even said this in the the messages, I stand by the fact that I think Reach has the most well-balanced online multiplayer. Yeah. I think it's the most solid, but I think that took away from some of the fun because I think 3 it's formula of simplicity and and just kind of being what it was and the physics that it had is why it was incredible dude yeah no it was and and i think that like the more serious that halo has gotten in in trying to be more competitive multiplayer is just what has taken it away because everyone's funnest moments is throwing a random sticky grenade that gets stuck on a warthog tire gets flung and hits someone else and that just doesn't happen anymore you don't have a grenade take off a mongoose into the air and crush someone right because like especially in halo 5 like you can't interact with anything around you. It's it's the battlefield and you go find each other yeah. to shoot. And they've given like you like all sandbox. these new moves. Yeah. Halo 5 gave you the little ground pound thing. But if I remember I correctly, that too. Reach gave you sprinting, jetpacks, armor lock. Armor lock. It gave you um, that, in which I had no issues with. Like, that's fine. I just think armor that lock was pretty you, controversial. Though. Yeah, I know. But once you started introducing all that and then you took away the bubble shields and the little... Yeah, they didn't When have you took equipment. away those little things that just... Because, you know, in, in Halo 5, you're not going to have that moment where you're chasing someone down. They throw a bubble shield. Your next shot only hits the bubble shield. You're in a moment where you're jumping in momentum, and the guy turns around that you're supposed to kill, and he get, he gets he you gets one you, shot yeah. with a shotgun. You know, it's like that doesn't Something happen like that. anymore. That's true. And, that's that, true. and I think that's just where the where my came thing came on. Okay. But I, w- I want to, like, back you up and stand by you that says, yes, Halo Reach is the most well-balanced Well, I'm not I'm not even that worried about, like, balance as far as, like, in game balance it's more like 
fully fleshed out like uh the ranking system like in Halo 3 the rank the way you ranked up uh yeah ranked up was like very convoluted it didn't True. really matter I agree with that. to be honest when it comes to matchmaking um the you know online in general was very spotty a lot of times because i mean in, in all reality it was kind of pioneering the mainstream matchmaking online for consoles obviously it's been around for a long time on pc but on consoles like that was at the beginning halo 3 so it's oh i think it's overhyped because of how great it was simply because it was the new thing whereas reach it was like still old enough where it isn't now where it is now it's like commonplace online multiplayer experiences are in like everything reach was old enough to be that have that hype but also new enough to be fleshed out like we have modern titles are and how you know now if a if a game comes out and it doesn't have some kind of rank system or some kind of loot system built in we're just like this is a joke like what's the point whereas halo 3 didn't have any of that because it was new and so my argument was that reach overall was a better experience because it was more fleshed out but it also still had that hype and the original fan base was still stuck around now very soon after that they fell off because 343 took over and it became garbage but right i will say that's why i think it splits the difference but there was like classic stuff like sword base you remember uh sword base the map in um mm-hmm. in reach where the grav lift people would camp that grav lift area with a shotgun and it was it had those iconic moments still too but it, yeah. obviously the things you're talking about the sandbox style things that happened in three and two obviously were incredible and they will never be replicated replicated but I still argue with reach, but um, and it's fair. I I, I, I no, thought no, no, it was yeah. a good. I thought it was a great, you know. No, debate that was that a came good debate. Earlier, so I kind of wanted to yeah, recap yeah. it. And, and, and I, let's go. And, and I'm glad we talked about it because I couldn't really fully talk about it in text. Uh, it was just it was me and Austin and, my, and our friend Seth. Shout out to Seth. Shout out. Um, but you know it was very interesting. I wanted to articulate it better, but I was like, you know, trying to text is hard to do that. Right. No, I get you. Uh, so that was the the great debate that was. This going is like on a preface to the conversation yeah. we're about to have. So as we talk about the greatness of Halo and yeah. the beautiful iconic moments that we had, and the tragic fall off of Halo, right? How it fell so far. We beg the question: Can Halo regain its former glory with Halo Infinite? And not only can it regain its former glory. Will it regain its former glory enough? Because I have a feeling, Renan has a feeling, that it's going to launch with Scarlet. Project Scarlet, yeah. Yeah. It's going to... Can it Can it save it? Can it save the new, because the new generation of Xbox? That's why I wanted the topic of the uh, Xbox One versus the Wii U first. Right. Because Not I think, the original Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I think we both agree that while... I think we both agree that there was a lot of flaws with the Xbox One, especially there when it were, came to the games 100%. and its exclusives, how they just no, no. failed to... Xbox is in a moment where it needs to be saved. Yeah. I definitely agree with yeah. that. Yeah, so can, I, it, can Halo Infinite I, do it? I Okay, the, my short answer is yes. Mm. And I have a lot of things that I think going into this is very interesting and you know can support why I think it's going to be huge. So... Obviously, take out the fact that I'm a huge Halo, Halo fan, and obviously I'm going to be hopeful for stuff like this. So there's a bias there, and I recognize that. But I think we have legitimate reasons to believe that Halo Infinite is going to research, have a resurgence in Halo and its former glory. So let's hear the juice. So okay, I want to go back to Ninja. So Ninja, he is a huge proponent of this theory I have of how it's going to come back, and that is because 
he started as a pro Halo 3 player. Yes. He played for Cloud9. He played for Team Liquid. He played. Now he, I think he still is a part of Luminosity Gaming. But um, he started out pro. Obviously, 3 was awesome in like 20, 2009 when he was playing, and that was the pro community. MLG was like the only esports platform that we really knew of, and he was a major player in that. And then, you know, fast forward a few years, he becomes a pro player for the H, H1Z1 on Twitch. Twitch blows up. And, you know, the story of Ninja basically up until where we know now where he was playing PUBG and now Fortnite and Fortnite became whatever Fortnite is. Um, I heard, okay, side note, and this it kind of pissed me off when I heard it. Um, Fortnite was compared to the next, it was, I heard it said it was called the next generation's World of Warcraft. And that just made me mad. It was like, okay, chill out, guys. Fortnite is not as cool as everyone. I don't know. I have, I have a, contri- I don't know. I don't think it has the same amount of respect, and so that's why I would, I would do. It. But you know, at the same time, it's it's having a pretty decent, long lasting life, right? And so and if it continues, I think there's there will be a point where you can. Competitors make an have come and gone. Like you know, yeah. Fortnite's still on top. My side note, real quick. Yeah. Because you mentioned MLG. Remember when the biggest flex or the lie? It was always a lie, but it, people try to flex of like, oh yeah, I got in a match with an MLG, MLG player, player and, I, and I beat him. Or yeah, I play Halo. My always. friend is an MLG player. Yeah, everyone I, somehow I, I, has I, a story where they beat up an MLG player, <laughs> yeah. and none of us have. And Get like, over it. Uh, uh, right. That, no, you're right. <laughs> that was always a that was a random. <laughs> everyone had that. Everyone always had that flex. Yeah, true. But anyway, so all right. Obviously, we all know the news that Ninja basically got bought out by Microsoft and moved to Mixer. Yes. Now, Mixer, I don't think ever ever will compete on the same level of Twitch. Like it's it's cool. Obviously people are going to it now more than they ever have. But it's not ever really going to be Twitch in my opinion. I mean it might be it might get better and better, but it's not ever going to be that big. But to be fair, it's bigger now than it ever has been. Before before um Ninja moved over and all of his subscribers got a free sub- subscription on Mixer to his channel. It's gotten traffic, and Microsoft owns Mixer. Microsoft used to own the game, or he they owned Halo Three, which is where Ninja got his start. And Ninja made this giant move when he's the most popular he's ever been, or any streamer really has ever been, and he goes to this new platform. I think Microsoft is really making a push. And I think that we're looking at a scenario where Halo Infinite comes out. They've already said that it's going to be a spiritual reboot of the of the franchise. Three Four Three has been calling it that. Now Three Four Three has has disappointed us in the past, but I think if they stay true to that statement, Mixer blows up a little bit more because it's getting bigger and bigger. Ninja, the most popular streamer that's ever lived, pretty much start streaming Halo again where he got his start. And the big the biggest kicker here and the biggest reason I think that Halo could have a really big resurgence is that it's on launch day, day one gonna be cross play. And PC game PC gamers who have not done nothing but grown in the past few years. Like PC gaming has gotten way bigger than it ever has been. And console gamers on the new Xbox platform can play together. So I'm just looking at this and I'm like, there's no way Halo's not going to be at least in the zeitgeist again. You know, like we're going to actually see it. People are going to be talking about it on like a mainstream level. 
and I am so excited for it, honestly. I mean, that's my argument. That's what I think. I think Ninja plays a big proponent in that because as much as we don't like Fortnite and we don't really personally like watching Ninja stream as much, Mm -hmm. Ninja brings in the views, and he's on Mixer now. Microsoft owns Mixer. They're going to integrate it with Halo very seamlessly, I'm sure, and Xbox, and this new Xbox is going to launch right around the same time Halo Infinite is going to launch next fall. So I'm I'm excited, dude. I am super pumped. I have a PC, so I'll be able to play uh, some, you know, like you don't have, a, like you have an Xbox. I could play with you. Well, I guess it'll be the new Xbox. Anyways, I'm excited. I'll well, also have a PC when the new Xbox comes out. That's sure. You also have a PC. I forget. Um, what do you think? Like, do, you, do you buy it or what? Does it save the next generation of xbox i don't know the answer to that i want to confidently say yes i think it'll give the xbox a new a good start and i will say no it doesn't save it okay but it it gives it a breath to be saved and i and i like him i like your ninja point because i think ninja could have a big role on how well it does because people love to see other people have fun. And if they think you're having fun with it, I'll have fun with it. That's why Fortnite's it's, so big. Yeah. People just play it that don't even play In games. Minecraft. Right. People see people it's going online with friends yeah. or even by themselves and, and somehow just having this fun that can continue to last. Right. So, you know, even, you know, now Mario Maker, how you've gotten into it is like, yeah, you I don't now even watch it, people have, watch like, every day. have fun with it. Right. And, you know, so you always want to try it out. So, yeah. If it brings a formula that works and is unique, then yes. But here's why it's not. You can't... You could remake Halo 3, the physics, the maps, everything, but make it in Halo Infinite style, which means like it's a, it's it's new maps, but it has the same physics that, that Halo 3 does. It plays the same as Halo 3, essentially, but with a new coat of paint and everything like that. Yeah. It's not going to work because you don't lightning won't strike twice in the same place. And you have gone so far away from that. And just the times have changed so far away that you might get some upfront success with it, but it's, it's not going to last the same. Unfortunately, like right. I don't think you can actually do what you did there. And so, you know, a spiritual reboot, I think in a lot of good ways is going to be good. I think it's going to be better than what a halo has been giving Whatever us. Whatever halo five was, it's going to be better than that. But <laughs> halo, I've, Halo always transitioned wrong. They hit yeah. a peak and then they they didn't it's handle been, they didn't handle the peak well right. because what they did was they implemented new ideas to in new fashion instead of implementing new ideas to the old fashion. They completely abandoned the old fashion that made Halo what it was. Like you said, the sandbox kind of aspect of it right. and, and such. They went to our, let's add jetpacks, let's add sprinting, let's add armor lock, let's add this, but we're going to well, take away. Well, that's because other games were adding that stuff. And again, that's why, that's where Halo went wrong. Halo yeah. was supposed to be its own thing. It is, Halo yeah. started everything that is right. of that type of game. Right. There is no successful Call of Duty without Halo. Halo there is no, yeah. there's none of that. You don't have it. I and agree. so Halo should have expanded on the base that it was and not decide to revamp and try a new formula because I always agree. You can't keep continuing making the same game. It's just not going to work. If, if Halo reach was exactly like Halo three, 
it does not as successful. And, you know, same goes continuing, but they just took it in the wrong direction. And I think the problem is, is that if you go back in time, sure, it'll be better, but will people be as interested as it when you take into consideration that Master Chief Collection is at the same right before all of that's going to happen is going to have its success on the PC and will kind that's gonna of even more. It bolsters it, it could it, or it couldn't, you know, it just depends. It's a, it's I, if, like a, if, a precursor to this big success. It is. I see and you coming. can bring the hype back, but to how much to, to what extent. And what I'm saying is that, you know, you all the, all the halo hopeful and hardcore fans are going to be for it. And that's right. And that's why you can never say that. No, it won't be successful. It's going to be successful. That's yeah. and, and I don't think there's any argument to that, but can it save Microsoft in kind of their current state and, and will it regain its former glory? There's a whole lot that has to fall into place. Do you have to have a, what, what we call a genius of error, yeah. which just means somehow accidentally you've done something that just pops off and well, you're, you're not going to be able to do the same formula, but you're not going to be able to keep what you're doing now. You're, you can, you're going to have to spiritual reboot with some kind of twist in it. And it's going to be interesting to see what, if, if well, they do that, okay. what kind of twist. I get your argument and that it makes sense, but I don't think anything that they're doing right now is by accident. I think they're really, they're making a push. It just hasn't come to fruition yet. And I think that it's not fully apparent yet. And that's why I'm excited to talk about it. Cause I think people are now realizing like me that we could be seeing something. And to be honest, MCC coming to PC is like I said, I think it's just going to bolster that whole community because there are people I know personally that haven't played a Halo game since Reach, and they're psyched for MCC coming to the PC because they all they they moved on to PC games. They only play PC games. They only play the new Call of Duties, you know, and you know that nostalgia they had for Reach and three and even two to a certain extent is there. And you know they, I think that knowing that going into infinite they're going to see the success that mcc has on the pc community and then bam day one halo infinite crossplay so even if you're on pc and you've totally got, became a pc gamer you can still experience halo and halo still lives on it maybe isn't good news for the xbox the new xbox but i mean at, th at that point it's like we're going to be looking at game streaming and pc as the mainstream way to play games and the consoles are going to be on their way out. And the argument I have is we can both agree that the Halo fan base before Reach is drastically different than the Halo fan base after Reach. Where, you know, the people that stayed and played four and five are people like me and, you know, you and Seth and uh Nick are friends. Well I, you guys don't know these. <laughs> yeah. But um we're hardcore Halo fans that even though they came out with bad games and we recognize their bad games, we still play them because we love their games. And yet all the people that played region three that were only there for the hype because they were still good games, then dropped off and went to other stuff that was better. If we get those people back, which it seems like we could through the publicity of like people like Ninja and other streamers playing it and other like in mixer and Twitch together, you know that those fan bases won't be separate anymore. They'll come together again, and that fan base of people who just went to Fortnite because it's the newest, coolest thing. If Halo Infinite becomes the newest, coolest thing, we get that fan base and the OGs, and then we come together, and it's like 
I don't know. I, I really see it being a golden age of Halo again. <laughs> I don't I don't see it saving the Xbox. But I'm hopeful. I'm a lot more hopeful than you are, obviously. Uh, you know, and three four three has disappointed us. I understand that it's the skepticism. That's what I'm saying. Like in in your in your scenario, a lot of things have to go right. Like a lot of things have to go right. And the thing is, like I get it that you know you believe they're already that, that PC direction. will will keep will will make Halo Infinite alive and whatnot. But most people are not like you're. You're a smart dude. You're the PC that we're that I'm looking at right now. You built, yeah. And you are around a lot of friends who can build PC themselves. Right. I don't know nothing. I've had to, every time I change one little screw in my PC, I have <laughs> I you on, I on video on my phone, right? Pointing <laughs> things to out to you. me. I know, and it's expensive. That's and true. PC gaming is ridiculous. I think that while yeah, PC gaming does already have a base, and Halo Infinite will definitely appeal to that base. I don't think Halo survives without. The console the, players, without yeah, without the console players, because that's just what mainstream gaming goes. A lot of people bought into the Xbox One, believing Halo is going to be what makes it worth it. I, I think a lot of people are going to really take the time to think about it this time, especially if Halo Infinite is a console launcher. Because that's a good point. This we've seen the story before, you know, and it's like, and and that's my thing is like, you if you put Halo in a bubble and you talk about all the things that you're talking about, then yeah, there's no argument. But then you got to think like. PlayStation Five is probably going to come out the around the same time, That's true. and a lot of people are only going to pick one at, up front. Yeah, and you got to think, well, what else is Xbox saying? That's why I said Halo Infinite might give the next Xbox a breath of life because is Xbox going to announce anything else? Are we going to get another Gears of War? What are you know? Are we going to get a a new out of all these studios that you have bought up recently? Are you going to give us something that like is going to blow our minds right. past this to make us say, hey, we're going to get Halo and this? Because with the Switch, they came out the gates. So they're like, hey, we have Breath of the Wild. It's coming out. Oh, shortly ever, you're going to have Mario Odyssey. We're also going to bring Mario Kart over. Yeah. And oh, by the way, we have all these other things happening. Right. And these, you know, Project, you know, or Octopath Traveler, they showed off all that before the Switch even came out. Square Enix was making their appearances and all that. And EA made an appearance like... They threw out, they threw everything against the wall on the Switch reveal. Right. You know? It's like, what, oh, yeah, what will sure. Microsoft give you? And so you, you, you kind of have to think about that. So I have a, li- I have one little bit. Good. Yeah. I will say, good argument mm-hmm. that PC gaming and the buy-in to get in, into that is is like the the barrier of entry is a lot higher than it is for like have a just buy a console for three hundred bucks, right? Yeah. And you can't survive without that smaller fan or that bigger. Uh, base of people who are going to be playing on the cheaper option. But we're entering this new phase where the cheaper option is going to be streaming. And and True. so that Project X Cloud is going to be out by then, I'm sure, or something along those lines. And Halo Infinite is going to be easily um, implemented into that because Microsoft's building that from the ground up. They're doing um, already doing a Game Pass on PC and on Xbox. I don't know. There, I, I mean, think it's look possible. At the, look at the just look at the response for Google Stadia. It's like I'm not. I I've, I have said my argument over the time of all of the streaming wars has changed to like down the road. It's going to be what they're all telling us it's going to be, but right it's not now. going to be when it's it comes now. out. And it's not going to. I, agree. I I don't know if Halo. Maybe whatever after Halo Infinite will benefit off of these streaming services, but I think a lot of people are just way too skeptical 
of of streaming. A lot of hardcore gamers that are going to be looking for Halo because as of right now, like Halo, in order for Halo to succeed the way that we need to succeed for all these things to fall in place, it has to appeal to the casual gamers again. It has to look fun, which is why I said the, the Ninja argument was really good because if Ninja can make it look like that magic is back, right? then yes, a lot of people are going to buy into it. But if it doesn't, your, your casual gamers and we laugh. They ha- they laugh at Halo now. They don't care. They're not going to look at it. But they're right. going to look at Sony over here, and they're going to be like, "All right, Horizon Zero Dawn two is going to come. All right, we know that we're getting a another, uh, you know, the, the, Death Stranding two. I've heard we. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say Death Stranding two. I, I believe that they said that there will possibly be a sequel or something like There's that. There's a sequel like to Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, you said that already. No. Yeah, I mean, you see these things that you already know for a fact that is going to pro- probably most likely be over into the next gen of places yeah. we don't know. Anything past and we Sony has exclusives Halo Infinite, that are you know? very impressive. I get and, that, and yeah, so that's that's my exclusives thing. But with all that said, I'm rooting for three four three to get this right. There's yeah. nothing I want more. Video game at its peak. There are two video game peaks. I think. Okay. There is the rare days on Nintendo 64. Okay. And there's when Xbox 360 first came out, and you had Halo three, the first Modern Warfare. That's when online gaming yeah. was becoming main a mainstream thing and was just everything was going fun. Right. It wasn't about being super competitive. Our, it was about our, just going out lifetime, and having fun. Yes, yes, I agree with that. That's in our lifetime. Yeah. That's the two gold. There's a lot of people of that would be gaming. like, no, no, no. It was when WoW came out, you know. So, but that, that's yeah. No, I know. What Fair. You're I, well, we're talking mostly for consoles, so that's true. Um, you know, those PC, were amazing. PC peaks. gaming has a different type of gold there. You know. Our, our folks with arcade games and, right, and how right, it right, came right. up to be this is yeah. difficult. But I would say for, for console gaming and the buy-in, like, it's rare when Halo 3, Modern Warfare, and all yeah, that yeah, comes yeah. along. So, like, they have to bring somewhat of that magic from just that era over. That's fair. That's fair. To make it happen. Well, we'll see. All I know is that I, got, I got the hope. I got the hope. It's there. ODST.org. <laughs>So, Jeff Kaplan, the vice president of Blizzard and lead director of Overwatch, he was in an interview with IGN recently, and he told he said, quote, To the Smash Brothers team, whatever character you want, we love them all. They're all of our babies. You can have any single one of them. We have 31 to choose from, end quotes. He later on went on to say that his first choice would be Tracer, but thinks Doomfist or Winston would also translate well to the game. So, Austin, obviously it looks like this you know discussion we had a while back about Overwatch potentially getting a Smash uh, DLC character. Obviously, it looks like it's more plausible than it has ever been because yeah. we see a vice president saying that, but we don't really know where that's going to go. We don't know if he was just saying that, but overall, I want to know who you think would be the best translation for Smash as a character. Right. And of the, what do you think about this news? Right, because you know, a lot of the talk we were having was it's going to be Tracer, you know? Because that was yeah. the leaks that were coming out. It and makes it, sense. Yeah, and it's it is, and he even said it himself. Tracer's, you know, the baby of of uh, Overwatch. She's their first character. She was right. technically made before Overwatch was even made. You know, she was showcased on Heroes of the Storm. So I get why he says that. At the same time, as I look down the list of heroes, right? I don't know if Tracer translate very well to the game. 
Let's let's be honest. Smash Brothers would be loves like gimmicks. She would be like Sonic. She'd be really fast. Yeah. Very small. But uh, yeah, I yeah. think you're right. It, it may not translate. But I think about it. It's like, you know, she has a little, you know, speed zipper thing. You know the turns better than me. So, uh, uh, blink, blink. Yeah. So she has a blink. I, I think I'm not saying that she would be impossible to, to do, to implement in. I just think that she's kind of limited. We know that smash brothers loves gimmicks, especially with their DLC characters. They right. love gimmicks. Yeah. They want to give it all the gimmicks. So as I looked down the list, I was thinking, okay, which one of you could legitimately get in here and actually have a lot of cool stuff about you? Maybe some bias in here. We know that I like Sombra. Of course. But she does have the hacking ability. She has the translocator. <laughs> she has, you know, invincibility. She has a lot of cool little things that I think you could do a little something, something with, you know? Right. I, I, I feel like she has a lot of gimmicks with that. Yeah. With that said, I think Reinhardt would actually be a very good character. Interesting. I think so. He's got a shield. He's got a hammer. He's got his charge. You know, you know, Banjo-Kazooie got that side B charge. Think about Reinhardt's little side B charge. Oh, yeah, sure. You think about that down A where he just like hits that and maybe people beside him do the little brawl trips. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think you could actually go with Reinhardt. And he's a he's a staple in that in that. Uh, Overwatch, right? Like, yeah. I think he would be a great representation when you yeah. think about it overall. I think Genji, Genji's a good one. Genji has, you know, I think Genji would play a little bit like Sheik, a little, a little bit, you know. But he's combo heavy. Yeah, like Sheik has, you know, yeah. where you where you where you charge up the the your B and then you throw the yeah, little, yeah, little the Sheik of stars. You know, whatever. Genji's got his own little stars. He's got his, you know, little swords. He's got, like, he can uh, block project like he's got. A, he could have a reflect on blocking with projectiles because yeah. that's what his kind of ultimate is. Yeah. He has a lot of things. Hanzo could play kind of like Pit. I think Hanzo could. Junkrat maybe, maybe even Roadhog. I don't think Junkrat. My actually going into this, my my pick overall was going to be Roadhog. Really? I think Roadhog is I mean, I'm very partial to Roadhog in the game in general and I'm partial to heavies in Smash. Right. So, I really want that to happen just in general. Uh I think he could be a really cool uh addition for sure like with his hook, similar to how because I'm comparing it to, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat, another fighting game. He, uh, Scorpion has his hook that he says, yeah. get over here, you know. And Roadhog could have that in Smash. Like, he would be like a similar mechanic to Scorpion Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. It would kind of be like Zero Suit's grab, except just a lot right. more, you know, yeah, yeah, intense, yeah. you know. Like a ranged grab or yeah. uh, even like a Isabel's fishing pole. <laughs> but uh, not really, but. You know, I think that he has some possibilities. Obviously, he would have terrible recovery, I think, um, Roadhog yeah. in general. I mean, he can barely even jump in Overwatch. And and yet, he can actually play. And, you know, it, Overwatch is based around team play. Mm-hmm. And I am totally down for the uh, something really strange about, like, a DLC coming out that Nintendo focuses on team play. Because, you know, if they play doubles in tournaments, like... What if the Overwatch character was a, almost like a only good if you play in doubles or if only good if you play in teams? Something like that would be really interesting to see Smash do. I mean, I don't think they would because yeah, almost little... all Smash is played one-on-one. But, yeah. but, I mean, the idea that they tried to do that, I think that's something I would like to see. Or yeah. see them, like to see them do stuff like that in general, like kind of break the mold a little bit. You know, um, Roadhog's definitely one I would really like. Uh, I wasn't going to say Reinhardt, but now that you kind of mentioned a few things, some of the stuff that he has is very impressive. 
it'd be hard to translate. Like he would need to be a heavy, but at the same time, he's so big. I don't really, I don't know. It may Ridley work. That's true. Ridley looked crazy big. Um, I don't know. I don't think Reinhardt would be too hard. No, yeah, especially because he has a melee uh, weapon. He doesn't have a gun. And right. Melee is easier to to put into a fighting game, I would think, than guns. So even though they did it with Mega Man and Snake and stuff, but. You know, uh, I think definitely those are some options. Genji's up there for sure on my on my end. I think, uh, you know, would Tracer still the most likely in my opinion though? Yeah, to be honest, I just don't. I just think you could pick better characters to translate. But what do you think? They talk about Doomfist and uh, and Winston. And after we get into that, I I I've left one character that I think has probably zero shot of getting picked. But I think they would translate the best. I haven't given my my, my best foot forward yet. I still have one. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, let's let's kind of talk about Doomfist and Winston. I agree with Doomfist. Oh yeah, he's I agree. I think he would. Character. I don't know. He if would I play kind of so like Little Mac, Winston, I think, because he would shoot across the map yeah. that Little Mac does, and um, he has aerial combos in Overwatch, and they could just implement those aerials into his aerials in Smash. Like, that, yeah, it's an easy easy one i think you I, make i, I think, think you make doomfist a, a little mac that like is not as bad powerful <laughs> in the sense of like every punch is going to kill you and right. he's not as fast but like he again has, has a, a little bit more recovery more aerials and whatnot i think right. you can make the hybrid in between what every other character kind of acts like and how how will mac acts i think like. doomfist would be incredible but it's just not iconic enough i actually kind of don't like the character in overwatch personally like i don't like playing against doomfist or as Doomfist. Winston, I don't like. Um, yeah, I, I don't know because his main his main fire is just like a AOE type electric thing, and I don't think that he could do much more. Yeah, besides. I would like to hear what what his mindset was. Yeah, I don't know what Jeff was thinking when he said Winston. Like Winston's terrible to me personally, but <laughs> I don't really have anyone else that I'm super interested in. But who do you think? Who's your guy that you're it's the not most a guy? Song? Well, yeah, I meant like That's person kidding. May. <laughs> May, okay. I think May. You ice think climb, about the ice, ice climbers. climbers. <laughs> yeah, no, you think about the ice she, climbers. You think about how the ice, you know, there's like, what, eight Final Fantasy characters and six of them do the same thing. I know. You know, you got oh, wait, all the Mario Fire characters that, that, you know, Mario, Dr. Mario, Luigi. You, you Final such, Fantasy. You meant Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Right? Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right, you're right. Maybe, maybe we get Sora soon and we'll have, oh, we got Cloud, so there's Final Fantasy for yeah. you. Uh, You know. No, I know. Yeah, you think about like ice climbers are kind of in the realm of their own on kind of what they do. Even Jigglypuff and Kirby are in a sense like somewhat the same. You know, it's like right. Little Mac and 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 ice climbers are kind of the only like two of the few very few that are like in their own boat. Right. And I think May would be another good addition. Like that could freeze someone and, and do a couple. They already of have a things. freeze mechanic built into Smash. Right. She has this. You know, and you you could even take about the uh. You know, like that little event that they're having like the snowball event oh yeah that was implement really that into you know part of her move sets i i think may actually oh, I, 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 yeah. I i imagine like you know fox's grab where you grab them and throw them and shoot them yeah you throw them and like shoot snowballs at them <laughs> right and she has her little like little robot thingy that, that yeah that he does a couple of things she that could throw him out and something yeah. yeah and and i think that you know right like off the bat, I could give more for Ryan Hart move wise, but I think when you think about May and the mechanics that you could give with her, I actually think that she would translate the best. Yeah. But I think she has one of the least amount of shots. I I, I don't think she has as like she's not as, as low of a shot as Baptiste, 
or Ash or or Bridget, one of the very new ones. You know, May has been around since the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. But she's not as iconic as Tracer, right? And she's not. You know, she's not as loved as Hanzo or someone like that. You know. Yeah, I think Hanzo would do all right too. Isn't Farah basically Samus? Yeah, don't do fair. <laughs> yeah, we have dark Samus, F- flying Samus. That's all she is. I mean, that's literally she. She will have a jetpack. Yeah, we <laughs> could. We couldn't do that. That's just too easy. Um. Yeah, I I like it. I agree with it. I'd like to see May have like an ice climbers like uh, I don't know, big sister. I I don't know what to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm definitely voting for that to happen. Overwatch in Smash would be incredible. And, you know, if they do eventually announce it, you're kind of looking at like a missed opportunity with the, you know, being announced alongside with the Switch port because that's already been announced. And it's like, yeah, kind of seen a missed opportunity, which, by the way, comes out very soon because I remember it comes out just in time for the Halloween event, which is the best event I've watched. So but with that said, that is another episode of the Player Five podcast. Is that is that is all you had to say? I was going to ask as you look down the list, do you have one Dark Horse candidate at all? Okay, yeah, um, Torbjorn, maybe? <laughs> I mean, what would you even do? <laughs> Symmetra would be my dark horse. Symmetra's weird. I know, I that's what I'm saying. Say. Like, That's why she's the dark horse for me. Yeah, but... All right, well, with that said... This <laughs> with was that a, said for the second time. With that said for the second time. Um, that was a very fun, more discussion-worthy uh, Player 5. I hope uh, you really enjoyed our conversation, especially about Halo, because we love talking about Halo yes. here. Um, and for all intents and purposes, I think the original Xbox is better than the Wii U. Yes. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I thought that too. But we disagree on the Xbox One. I think it's better than the Wii U. I think I think that I think Wii U has better exclusives. And yeah. I'll, I will hold that. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> definitely tell us what you think about this conversation. It's definitely it's a controversial one. I mean, our group chat blew up uh, just from one simple question earlier earlier today. So. Obviously, people feel uh, certain things about this, so please let us know what you think on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Player5Pod on Twitter and at player 5 Podcast on Instagram. And rate and review the show. Uh, that really helps us out if you could do that. Uh, and, yeah, I guess we'll see you all next week. On the next episode of the Player5Pod. See ya. Let me out,